Welcome to the WIPS Podcast, inspiring and empowering women to take the stage and up their game in the public speaking arena. My name is Chantal Bosset from Shabbos, leaders for your presentation, public speaking, and AV needs. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Vivian Aqua, and she's from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Welcome, Vivian. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Chantal. And I'm really happy to have you on. And let's start right now so our listeners know mm-hmm. what's your business. I'm Vivian Aqua, the workplace wellness advocate, and my business is keeping um, employees happy, healthy, and happy and helping organizations with their employees. So I'm helping, practically I'm helping organizations with keeping their employees healthy and happy so that they uh, won't burn out, they won't lose good talent, and they'll keep, um, they can keep attracting good talent to their company. Oh, that's great. And I'm sure it probably saves them a lot of money too because people not happy at work or sick at work, they're there, but not really there. Costs a lot of money too to businesses. It does, it does. It does, yeah. Uh, Nowadays, you have a lot of uh, companies that are aware of being uh, dealing with presenteeism, so that uh, that is a person that who's sitting at his his or her desk and not being active, not being engaged at work, but just sitting, ticking, uh, clocking the few hours you know that he has he or she has to spend at work, and then leaving the office without being engaged, without being there. And that's something that we really need to look after because that person can turn into a bad ambassador and that's not what you want. Oh, absolutely. That's a really important work or something that most businesses should take a closer look at nowadays. True, true. And tell me, Vivian, um, since we're discussing public speaking, I would be curious Mm -hmm. to know, how was your first experience as a public speaker? It was scary. Uh, my <laughs> first experience was um, just a stage. And I was, this was in the beginning when I just started with uh, my company. And I knew I had to take, uh, I had to, you know, take that opportunity, take that, uh, take that speaking role. But there was so many, um, so many things that I had to deal with, good stress and bad stress. True. Um, you have to deal with um, opinions of others, and I was not aware of my own power, my own strength of, you know, talking to people because uh, I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> people who know me know that I love talking, and I, I I don't mean it in a bad way, but more or less, you know, sharing some wisdom seeds with other people so that they can learn and then. It's up to them to feed those plants or feed those seeds or give them the right uh, amount of sun, give it the right amount of water. And I really enjoy sharing topics regarding awareness. So the first time for me was um, a lot of people are feeling excited up front. I had everything after doing the talk. <laughs> so I have my, my excitement reversed. Every time I speak, and I still do, every time I speak, 
I know that afterwards I will have a, an energy dump and I have to do something to, uh, to do something to be mindful with my energy. Okay. So, but that's interesting because mm -hmm. you're not the first pen person to mention that it was really scary the first time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one of the most known things that it's probably at the top of the list. Public speaking is probably the scariest thing. Mm -hmm. people, uh, people try to avoid it most of the time. And some of them even fear it more than death, which is something quite interesting, so to speak. But at the same time, uh, with what you're saying, you at least embraced it and you did move forward and say, well, let's just try and do this. What I'm wondering, um, that was scary, but did you have any challenging experiences that you would be able to share and what you learned from them? The challenge was is, is that um, people loved it, though, but... I was my own block. I don't know. There is an expression in English that I was, I needed to confront the woman in the mirror yes. and start, uh, start affirming what I believe, what I stand for, because I had an important message to share. And if I am leaking some energy, I was leaking my energy of my time because I was overthinking about, How will people think about me talking? How That's will right. people see me as an expert? Or all those, uh, all those doubts that uh, a lot of women or a lot of men have, or at least when you have, when you're speaking for the first time, who am I to say that I'm the expert of blah, blah, and so and so? Absolutely. So, that imposter um, syndrome that many. Yes, that's what, that's feel. the word that I was looking for. And, I, uh, the funny thing is that after I had given the talk, I noticed a book. Um, I don't know the word yet. Or I don't know the title yet, but it was something that women say to themselves. So it was a lot about imposter syndrome. Okay. There were these women in high places who shared their anxiety, who shared their fears regarding them being seen as an expert and this this book helped me so it helped me in so many ways that i give that as a bible to other people but also another book that i can refer is um nice girls don't sit at the corner office or something like that that's a nice. really good book to um to just look into and what you're telling our listeners now really resonates with me because I've seen so many women, as you say, we need to own our message, own the yeah. fact that we have expertise, that we have a message that needs to go out there. But we're sometimes so much in our heads, fearing what people will think and how will we come across that we forget that just speaking with our heart, being ourselves and focusing on the audience will help. But that comes when, with time. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of women fear that and feel that when they start mm -hmm. because we're always wondering, okay, who am I to be there? Is, is my expertise enough? Mm -hmm. That good It will enough? Never be enough? It will never be enough. That's you know, when, when we wait to that perfect moment, then by that time you're already dead. <laughs> and I, I decided to, I'm going to stand in my truth. I'm going to share my opinion 
my message, my story, because it's a story that is much needed to be shared. And I don't care anymore at this moment. I'll prepare, I'll do my thing, but there's a reason why that company or there's a reason why that organization is um, looking for me to give a speech, yes. to give a talk. We have to just be aware of all the value we can bring mm -hmm. and that's the reason why people bring us in so that's yeah. a great point and what would be your greatest memory from taking the stage because uh, yeah you've had your challenges but we usually have at least a couple of great experiences that stick in our mind the greatest experience is is that um, do the speaking role or do me taking up some uh, some podiums I had the courage to create my own uh, cooking program mm. see that a person that uh, is always admiring other people on TV I had the opportunity to create my own cooking program six programs six shows six episodes wow that's Never amazing before Never done producing before, never done anything behind or before <laughs> television. And I decided all of a sudden I want to do something on television because the message that I had to share was so important. This, uh, I know that you're going to play back this, this podcast on a later uh, show, but um, the reason why I want to share this is that um, the show was all about preventing diabetes and how to live with diabetes as okay. in november there will be a di di this month is a diabetes month yes uh, in november and i really wanted to raise awareness because i lost my grandmother because of that stupid disease and i wanted to do something i wanted to change and i also wanted to stop the vicious cycle within our family to raise awareness regarding diabetes so i um stepped over my own boundaries <laughs> stepped out of my comfort zone and believe me this program really pushed me far away out of my comfort zone but I did it anyway and afterwards I'm so proud that I have something to uh, pay as a, to honor my grandmother but also to share that there is more to people there is more to people who are living with diabetes and that we can uh, consider you know be considerate Yes. That's a very creative way yeah. to have done it too, because you just flipped it over. Okay, let's yeah. just start a show. Yeah. That's I had a, I had an opportunity. Somebody reached out. Uh, there was a contest in the Netherlands to share your best diabetes idea. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do this. And all of a sudden, Let's say it was a dream. Let's say maybe my grandmother whispered something in my <laughs> ear. But the vision was so clear. And it was amazing that I was one of the few people who won amongst uh, people with a medical, or no, people with a, a background in uh, the medical studies. Oh. I was the only one who, had, who hadn't done a medical study, but who was bold enough to speak out my belief my opinion yeah and at the same time you probably represented the voice of all the regular people you don't necessarily need to have yeah. medical studies yeah. to talk about it and you yeah. prove that and that's really amazing what did you learn about you about the whole process how was it 
I learned the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some time? Well, the, the most thing that I learned was I admire Oprah, I admire Jamie Oliver, and there are so many people that I admire, but those two, I kept those two in mind. And five years ago, I was like, I want to be like them. I want to do something to create an impact. So it started with a vision board, at least mentioning them and putting them on a vision board. Uh, what I learned from this is that I already have my dream team. I have people within my network that I had known okay. since starting my business, had known who could help me with the production. So I created also my own production team nice. surrounding it. And I knew that I was creative. My creativity juice went in an overload. <laughs> I have never done, like I said, I've never done a television program. I've never done production. I've never cooked in front of TV. That's knowing it. afterwards that 20 minutes of cooking can take about a whole day. Oh, wow. <laughs> because you have, to, you have to prepare your meal up front so that you can test it. You have to write down the recipe. You have to go on the makeup, which takes an hour. You have to do something about your wardrobe. You have to have a stylist. You have to have, think about so many things. And then I also wanted to be a talk show host. So I did the cooking and was talking to people at, within one show. And oh that's something that I, next time I would consider doing, you know, splitting it or keeping it mindful. <laughs> I wanted to give, because it was a, a, an idea, I wanted to give, show what I can do, what I can do, what this program can mean for other people and really make a change in the world, really mean something, do something meaningful. Every time I'm doing something, I want to do something meaningful and leave people behind with seeds of thoughts. That's really amazing. Way different. And you mentioned uh, so many other things to think about besides having a more regular type of public speaking. But yeah. Yeah. good for you. That must have been an amazing experience. It was. It was. It's still... It, I'm still... I'm still, it's still hard for me to believe that I, you know, I can say I have a cooking show and it was on TV. It's even when on Facebook Live, uh, because I'm crazy like that. I'm also a nerd. <laughs> so I really wanted to publish it on, on Facebook Live. And I had a lot of people believing in my vision because without them, because I'm saying it like I did everything, but I cannot take the credit for it all. I have people... Sure who believe in my vision. And that's also important that you have to surround yourself with people who believe in your vision. Oh, absolutely. Otherwise you, you cannot, you know, you cannot go from A to B from, from A to Z. So, yeah. And it's true for so several types of presentations and speaking engagements. It's usually so many people surrounding you that will help and the more people you have to help you out the better the outcome that you have and the better are your results too Definitely. what i'm wondering that was a way different type 
of presentation because you were obviously producing a show. But for more regular presentations, how do you usually prepare either your speech or your presentation? I um, prepare them. Mostly my talks are, you know, talks that I've done before. And I try to prepare them each weekend. The weekend before I go to a, a presentation, I prepare what I'm going to say, uh, at least the outlines, at least do PowerPoint presentation. And my yeah. PowerPoint presentation, I'm a visual person. I am. I don't like PowerPoints where I where I can see that I can read everything what people have to say. I want to bring people, you know, within my mind yes. with the images. So maybe I'll use a maximum of five to ten words and that's it. And then, you know, let people, you know, tell my story my own way, but use visuals to that's lure way people better. within my mind. Oh, yeah, that's a way better do. I, I love Please. images. I, I think an image can, can tell so much more about a story. Yes. But you need to guide people. I'm the guider. I'm the story guider. Oh, absolutely. And that's what so many presenters or speakers forget. Mm -hmm. They should be the most important person on stage and having visuals that will help people dream or follow you in your story. That is the perfect mix, not making them read on the screen because reading on the screen just detracts them. Good for you. I'm happy yeah. to hear that's what you're yeah. doing because I'm yeah. also really visual. That's the only way to make her. Point. The only thing is that I forget to bring in my speech notes. So I have a little card. I try to write, you know, try to write something down. Uh, and memorize a lot of the um, the keywords, but like I said, we have a saying here in in the Netherlands that um, if you put a quarter in the machine, I can talk. I can talk. Ah, about. that's good. <laughs> so, but it's really important to prepare. And one of the things that I do is use meditation. I yeah. meditate. I envision how the talk is going to be, how people are going to feel, how I am going to feel so that I can at least ease my own, calm myself and remove the anxiety or the fear away from me and do the talk. Oh, that's a great point. And finally, Vivian, we're already at our last part. Uh, tell me, what would be your one tip that would help empower women to take the stage more confidently? Start with meditation. Envision yourself, seeing yourself on the podium. I have one dream of, of me wearing a red dress, seeing myself on a particular dot for a future TED Talk. That's Way how I see my dream. <laughs> and that's how, how you should see, you should envision, visualize. Because when you visualize, you have done half the work already. The only half is doing the talk yourself. And um, don't get discouraged if things don't go that well because, like, you are the expert. People, A lot of people don't know as much as you do. Mm -hmm. So whatever you have to share, you are the expert. Don't forget that. I really like your vision that you just shared with us because that is what I tell so many people you can dream about being on that red dot 
because no one needs to be an experienced or a professional speaker to go there. I've accompanied quite a few speakers for TEDx talk and always tell them, you know what, you can share your best message there, be yourself and enjoy the ride. And usually when they go through the process in a serious way, they get amazing results mm -hmm. and they enjoy it very much. So that's a, I really like that. Hold on to it. And I hope I that many I will. listeners will start thinking or visualizing of the possibilities. They could be standing on the stage at a TEDx event. As soon as you have a great idea to share, that's really worth going yeah. out for. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. And then the time has fly. I really love the interview. Thank by you. so quickly. So I'll let my listeners know that I'll be sharing your links underneath the player. They'll be able to connect with you, follow you, see what you do. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe also share the link of the, of the series, the cooking show. That, uh, oh, that would be great. Yeah. 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 They could go and see what that other type of public speaking can be because it's not only necessarily on a stage. This time mm -hmm. you were in front of a camera. That's even better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So again, Vivian, I thank you very much and uh, hope you'll have a great day. Great thank show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell us what you think by commenting and even share with your own networks to inspire and empower others to do public speaking.